0: Good morning Chicago. Welcome to Friday. I'm Erin Allen and this is The Rundown. Migrants in Chicago are finding community among each other in spaces where they're dwelling. Migrant children are enrolling in school and some adults are even finding jobs here and there. But the city is still overwhelmed with their sheer numbers, which means the situation is looking very bleak in other ways. For one, when a family is moved out of a police station and into a shelter, for instance, their children have to switch schools. According to the Chicago Tribune, this is already happening, even though school has only been in session for a couple weeks. Chicago Public Schools is saying that in addition to relocating, there are other factors at play when transfers happen. Every school isn't equipped to serve English learners with trauma-informed services. Plus, the district is trying to keep relatives together and enroll students with other kids they already know. Some aldermen are saying that despite these efforts by CPS, the constant relocating is haphazard and harmful to students. Also, my colleague, Sienna Greaves, is reporting on the food situation migrants are dealing with at Chicago shelters and police stations. Medical volunteers who work with them say a lack of nutritious food is causing an increased risk for malnutrition. The risk is especially high for immigrants in remote districts that don't have a strong volunteer base. At places like O'Hare Airport, Options are often limited to high-sodium foods like ramen noodles and meals made ready-to-eat, or MREs. Sarah Izquierdo is a volunteer with the Mobile Migrant Health Team at the University of Illinois at Chicago. She says those who have made the long journey need food that's high in nutrients. Dark, leafy greens. These are fruits and vegetables. These are proteins that are lean proteins and healthier proteins. Even if it's one hot meal a day, that would be better than none. Isquierdo says children and expectant mothers are particularly vulnerable to malnutrition. Mayor Brandon Johnson gave a speech at the Economic Club of Chicago last night, focusing on his first city budget. He said he won't be taking big swings. Quote unquote, laying down a bunt, he said, can be a smart form of baseball and city governance. Johnson said it will take several years to build a budget that accomplishes his goals. And he didn't reveal any new ways his first one will generate more revenue. But he did say the city can't continue to rely on raising property taxes. We have relied upon property taxes as the sole source of revenue generation to balance, quote unquote, the budget. And I find that to be lazy. And I believe it's important that everything is on the table. Johnson said increasing attacks on high end property sales will be one way to create more affordable housing, increase Chicago's population and boost the city's economy. Illinois is eliminating cash bail in 12 days. And my colleague Chip Mitchell is reporting that yesterday, the judge in charge of these types of changes in Cook County courts laid out her plans. Judge Mary Marubio oversees judges that run most bail hearings. On a panel at Loyola University yesterday, Marubio said those hearings are getting new names. Starting September 18th at 1230 will be what we call initial appearance hearings. The judges will decide whether to release defendants pre-trial or jail them because they pose a threat or a flight risk. Not too different from how we release people now. It's just that money will no longer be a condition of release. This past winter, Loyola criminologists looked at bail reforms in 11 other parts of the country. They found that the reforms had minimal public safety effects and they may have improved community well-being. And before we get to the weather, a few quick hits. Indicted, former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan is giving up his one remaining vestige of power. He's calling it quits as 13th Ward Democratic Committee person, a post he's held since 1969. His protege, alder person Marty Quinn, is circulating nominating petitions to replace Madigan on the March 19th ballot. And Stacey Davis Gates, the president of the Chicago Teachers Union, has been vocal in the past about her opposition to private schools, but she recently enrolled her teenager at a Catholic school. As of yesterday, Gates had not responded to requests for comment on the matter. And Mayor Johnson laid out a plan for moving more migrants out of police stations. He said they'll go to large tents in, quote unquote, winterized base camps. Johnson also didn't rule out budget cuts or tax increases to pay for what's becoming a humanitarian crisis that's already costing the city more than $30 million a month. He said sacrifices will be required from the city, but the cost of, quote, not making those sacrifices would be far greater. And now for the weather, mostly cloudy today with the chance of rain off and on, high temperatures in the upper 60s, low 70s. The weekend looks mostly sunny, though, with temperatures in the 70s. And that's it for now. But later today on the show, I'm talking to Jitesh Juggi. You may have heard him on The Moth, if you listen. He immigrated to Chicago from Mumbai, India, five years ago. And he says one day he was missing home when a habarito chef in Humboldt Park made him a knockoff version of his favorite Indian comfort food. Free of charge. That, I think, was the first time I was like, Chicago is gonna take care of me. This community is gonna take care of me. Jitesh talks about moving to Chicago and his one-man show coming up at Steppenwolf next week. That's today at two o'clock on The Rundown. I'm Aaron Allen, I'll talk to you then.